All right. Good morning, Steady Trade Treats listeners. My name is Bryce Tui. It is Wednesday morning, and we are bringing you your Wednesday edition of Steady Trade Treats. I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew Monacal. He's here this time again, two times in a row. That's a record. That's a, you're on a streak, Matt. I started, we started strong, really, really strong treats, but it's hump day, so I decided to make a second appearance. Good, good, good. <laughs> hey, if you guys are lucky, he might come on for a third day in a row. An, all, an all-time high record. All right. Um, let's get right into this. So we're not uh, – this was. This has definitely been a week where – so far, I should say. It's proving to be a week where large caps are taking precedence in the market. There are a lot more large cap movers than there are penny stocks. Um, OTC is a little bit of an exception here. But, I mean, you have Tesla. You've got Zoom. You've got Apple. You know, Tesla and Apple, the reverse splits. Zoom gapped up, what, 40%? I mean – big companies are making big moves and that's where a lot of the focus has been. We see this a lot, especially generally during earnings season when large caps are making bigger moves, penny stock focus or attention doesn't, it doesn't get as much attention. Well, right now these splits have, again, if you talk to anybody, you hear them talking about Tesla and Apple, anyone who doesn't know much about trading or even people who do, because there's great moves we had on them. But so our focus is good. There are, we do have a couple of penny stocks we're going to talk about, but we're also going to talk about one of the bigger breakout, uh, large uh, mid to large cap movers shll and then an otc so let's get right into it this is not investment advice it's for informational purposes only now let's let's uh, let's start off with otc because it's the only one we don't want to leave it out here so start yeah. off with peso p-a-s-o yeah so the otc market's been hot uh follow me on twitter i like to tweet about it a lot but there's been a ton of great runners but you like Everything can't go straight up every day. So a lot of those great runners are now having red days, pulling back a little bit. Kind of really tough to short because they're all like five cents and it's not like worth it for your commission to short something that's just so low price. But they're just pulling back. But today, Paso was the OTC runner of the day. Really awesome. It doesn't have the best daily chart. Honestly, like it's like a quote unquote bad sushi chart, like Tim Sykes likes to call it that. But they came out with good news today, traded great volume over 100 million shares. It was Kind of liquid midday. It had like a weird pullback, but closed really strong, closed near highs. Awesome morning spike. I think that was the best play on it. If you're looking at a chart of PISO, uh, right in the morning, it spiked up a little bit following the news they had pre-market, consolidated for like five, 10 minutes, and then continued to spike from like the mid five cent range all the way up to like nine cents. Like huge morning spike, uh, super awesome. That's why I love OTCs. I'll be interested to see if it gaps up tomorrow. Uh, it keeps going. It's running into some resistance. So not super long biased, but I, I can't ignore a stock that tr- trades 120 million shares in a day is up over 100%. So definitely a top watch for me going forward, along with the other OTC runners uh, that we mentioned on Monday's episode. So make sure you go check down them too. Plenty of plays in the OTC market right now. We're going to make you a shirt, Matt, that says, I heart OTC. <laughs> and uh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it to Like over-the-counter betting, the <laughs> first betting places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, the news on this uh, that came out that caused this run was a reverse merger news. I, I don't know. How often do you see that in the OTC market? I don't even know if that's good news. We yeah. were talking about this a little before. Actually, it's a pretty common OTC news because a lot of OTC companies are sketchy, shell companies. Uh, so, like, reverse merger is, like, two companies like merging together, I think. And I don't really understand it, but it hypes people up. A lot of traders like reverse mergers. So uh, it's definitely anytime you see a reverse merger type news or even a rumored reverse merger, 
uh, usually sparks run on the stock. Sweet. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. And so now let's move over into the listed market. I think we're going to start off with SHLL. We'll start with the, the bigger price stock here. This is not a penny stock. It's in fact just broke out over what, like $43 per share, but it's been on a really a multi month tear here. I mean, it did have this uh, period of consolidation, but back in mid June, it gapped up from roughly $10 a share up to about 15. Uh, within five days, it hit 35. And then it kind of fell off consolidated, but it didn't really go back anywhere near lows, even below that gap up. It's low during that consolidation period was right around $20 a share. And after eventually consolidating for long enough, it is now after hours, it hit $53 a share today. The breakout on the daily was yeah, for basically $43, give or take a couple cents. There really hasn't been any news on this in a few weeks. Um, again, it's, this is a totally technical breakout here and it's, it was a really nice one. I wish I had been part of it today. I was, I missed it trying to, I thought maybe yesterday was going to be the day. Um, but this, these, th this just provides a great example of what a real great daily breakout looks like. I mean, if you pull up this chart, you'll see that initial spike in that fade off and consolidation. And then it consolidated a second time up near highs up here. This, we love to see consolidation near highs. That's like a prime breakout chart. Matt, any, any other input or uh, insight on these? Yeah. So the SHL is a SPAC which stands for Special Acquisition uh, Company, I think is the whole acronym. Uh, but Special Purpose Acquisition Company, uh, is, it's like, quote, unquote, a blank, a blank check company. So, like, they don't own anything. They just, like, IPO, get a bunch of money, and then buy stuff is, like, the purpose of it. And for whatever reason, they've been super hot in 2020. Tim Bowen has gone over these a ton mm -hmm. in his episodes. He loves to talk about them. Uh, but Shell is, like, the best runner of them all. Uh, and... I said in one of the chat rooms I'm part of today, I was like, this thing's on a mission to 50. And sure enough, it hit 53 after hours. And my trade on it was from like 42 to 44. So even though I said I was going 50, in classic trader fashion, I sold too early. But that's okay. It's just really, what I like the best about SHLL is there's always, a, it shows there's always a play in the stock market if you're just looking for it, right? It's a $40, $50 stock now. Like, that's an awesome 20-25% move, uh, $10 plus a share. Like, there's a ton of opportunity there. So I saw a ton of tweets from traders I follow who are like, man, it's the slowest day ever, super slow, start in September. Well, maybe in penny stocks, but, like, large caps, like you said, are hot, and SHLL was probably one of the best plays, I mean, I've seen in the listed market in weeks. It was setting up very cleanly and broke out and went to the moon, man. Yeah, no, I was uh, – I completely agree. And, hey, if – if you guys are a little bit more interested in the details of what a, a SPAC company is, there's actually a really good blog post on stocks to trade um, that explains what a SPAC is and why they're so hot right now. Because these these aren't new. This isn't a new concept, but how, or I shouldn't say this is like a brand new as of like this past few months, but like this, um, they've, they haven't really ever been this hot before. It's kind of similar. Do you, Matt, you remember the IPO bubble? We're going to call it that when every IPO just went nuts. There was just, everyone was IPOing. Everyone was interested in doing IPO and everyone was interested in trading them. Um, they didn't necessarily run like this every time. Very few did, but SPACs now are kind of a big deal. So it's definitely good. I think it's a good arsenal or a good tool to have in your, uh, your arsenal. So let's move over to, 
low float slash small cap slash penny stocks. We're going to start off with an actual penny stock, J-I-L-L, Jill, not to be confused with Shill as S-H-L-L, which I, I was struggling with earlier. Um, so Jill gapped up. I should, man, it's crazy. I remember playing this back, I mean, in like June. I remember watching this for the breakout, and then it keeps just having these really stupid days. But if you take a look at the daily chart, if you're near a computer, and in the intraday chart, this gapped up from roughly 37 cents a share, hit a high of $1.13 this morning. The reason when I, the news almost doesn't even matter on this because most penny stocks that have been doing this lately are following a very similar pattern. I'd actually argue that this has one of the stronger opens of the majority of the penny stocks the past week or so. These really large two, 300% gap ups that would run another 300% back in June, they're kind of acting like they did, well, like they do most summers. I mean, you get these gap ups that are nearly impossible to sustain and they fade off. I'm not saying everyone's like that. There have been a couple that have held up over the past few weeks, but just remember this, this market isn't June anymore. The massive gappers normally are not the, um, they don't end up turning into the top runners of the day. Matt, do you agree with that? Yeah. Jill uh, is, I mean, that's why people like to short penny stocks right there. It's a perfect example. I didn't look at the company very much. Uh, the daily chart kind of tells a story. It has a lot of failed spikes. Uh, so I'm not totally surprised by the way this acted, but yeah, that's a penny stock for you. That's, that's why everyone hates penny stocks. That's why wall street hates on them, bashes them because usually whenever they spike, they just immediately get hammered and Jill's our penny stock of the day. Yep. And the, the, again, like I said earlier, the news right now, unless it's like, Oh, we cured cancer or Oh, phase three positive phase three testing results for a biotech company. Um, news has been almost irrelevant lately. The news today was the woman's apparel retailer said it entered into an agreement with lenders holding more than 70% of its term loans on a financial restructuring. It doesn't, financial restructurings don't matter when the company is a pile of poop. You know what I mean? Like, again, we've said this so many times as a reason these stocks are penny stocks. And so right now, the PRs that, that used to work so well back in June and July, we're just in a, we're in a little bit of a, rest phase. Again, we keep saying it at some point, these will start to running in shorts will get trapped. Just it's a matter of right now it isn't and shorts are winning the penny stock market. So with that being said, let's move over onto the stock that I personally really wanted to talk about today, just because I, I love this ticker. And it, it's setting up really interestingly on the daily. I can't really get a feel for it quite yet. I think uh, the day this episode is released on Wednesday, I think we'll have a better feel for it. But I'm sure you guys have seen VBPR a few weeks ago. This was trading near $2 a share yesterday. Well, Monday, it hit a high of $10.61. Really just a massive short squeeze here. Um, it On its initial run up near four, it got shorts trapped and it started falling off, had good earnings news in the coming days. And Shorts really got screwed there. It's a lower float. I think it's, I can't say, it's a couple million share float. And, you know, the, the day it made its first real push above that $4 breakout area, it did, you know, 37 million shares traded. Um, and since then, it's been a slow, or not a slow grind. It's grinded up and eventually had one large green day, essentially leading it to 1060 a share. What I think is really interesting about this, and again, when you're listening to these, make sure you're near a computer or phone where you can check the charts. 
what should have been a clear first red day pattern type uh, type play today or an overextended gap down held up at the end of the day. Uh, this, this was a weird one because it broke VWAP at a really large red candle, panic candle, and then it held. It based at eight and then squeezed back up to 950. It does look like there could be some games played here. These are the kind of things you want to look for when you're looking for manipulation in the stock market. Key levels, how does it react near it? Um, what is the price doing? Why is it making higher lows on essentially no volume? And then you see those squeezes. So when you see this kind of manipulation, you want the reason I'm even looking at this is because it is so manipulated and it should have had, you know, when a stock should have a one pattern, it should follow one pattern and it doesn't, look for why and then adjust your plan accordingly. That's what I'm doing here. I wanted to short this and really watch it fall down to six today, but could it squeeze one more time? The manipulation today tells me that it might have a chance to. So that's going to be my radar for the next, uh, ideally just tomorrow or today, the day this episode comes out. But yeah, Matt, you want to talk a little bit about manipulation before we wrap this up? In the in, Just in, in the low float and manipulation happens a lot easier in low float co- with low float companies, I'd, I'd argue. Definitely. And that's why I think a lot of large, uh, like I went through a phase, I had pretty much only trade large caps because they just... They, they trend better. Um, they move slower because they can't be manipulated because like you're talking about a billion dollar plus company versus a $10 million company that is a penny stock. Like technically if it's a $10 million company and someone just steps up with $10 million account, they can pretty much make the stock go wherever they want it to go. Like it's just pure manipulation. So like, I mean, it's just something to be aware of uh, and definitely be careful of uh, to both the long and short side. Like, it can oh, yeah. be manipulated either way and screw over you if you're a long or a short. It doesn't really matter. But something just know in the back of your mind, maybe not, like, make your whole trade thesis behind it necessarily, but just, like, you know, still play the key levels and whatnot, but just understand that there probably is some manipulation going on. There's always an agenda behind the scenes. A lot of times these stocks don't just move for no reason. Yeah. And that's something that Sykes talks about a bit is, you know, he, we, we, as traders, we know that these penny stocks are manipulated. It's that's why some of these patterns work the way they do and why they work so well. So don't let it scare you away because just about every large runner is manipulated in some way. Um, just learn the patterns, use them to your advantage. And if your trade plan doesn't work out, I had to tell myself this one again a few few times this week so far, but don't just just let it go. Let it be. If your trade plan doesn't work and you get stuck or something in a short or even a long, just get out, walk away. There will be another play. Um, there will be another runner, despite what we keep saying about, you know, penny stocks are, you know, they're not making the same runs. They will, they will eventually give it some time. For now, look at some of the large caps, guys. Like we, we brought up, SHLL is one example, but there have been a lot of crazy movers and just take this time to learn the market. And all we can do is just really hope for a strong September here. We've still got an entire month to find out uh, what the the penny stock market is going to do. Um, So until then, Matt, do you got anything else to add? Uh, No, that's, that's all I got. Let's wrap it up here, Grace. All right, guys. Well, as always, this was your Wednesday's edition of Steady Trade Treats, but we'll be back to you on Friday with Hopefully, I, we say this every time, and there's a reason for it. We're really hoping for a strong end of the week here. There's potential. There's potential, and eventually this potential will turn into real opportunity. So all we can do is just wait for the moment it does, and as soon as it does, you will hear it first on Steady Trade Treats. We'll see you guys on Friday, and have a great middle of the trading week.